and our hearts are sincerely grateful for the open door and the opportunity of the Daily Bright Spot Hour. We appreciate the goodness of the Lord and the grace of God in allowing us to come to this radio period day by day. And I appreciate those of you, our friends, that have labored with us to enable the door of the Bright Spot Hour to remain open. I'm your radio preacher, Ben Carper, Mrs. Garrett with us in, at the Bright Spot Hour, Hammond, Oregon, in the studio today. To begin the program, we're going to enjoy a wonderful song entitled, Let There Be Peace on Earth. That was a wonderful song, and I think that we ought to ask Mrs. Garrett to play another stanza and chorus of that. I think that that would be appropriate today. Go ahead, Ms. Garrett. In the book of Isaiah, chapter number 9, we read, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with ju judgment and with justice. And we're looking forward to that great day when there will be peace 
on earth. This brings us to prayer time. Let's pray together. Our Father, we pray today in a special way for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for our friends, the nation of Israel. Lord, we understand that they are in darkness and in blindness. But Lord, there's coming a day when the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, will return in the revelation. He'll defeat the armies of Antichrist and establish his great kingdom on earth. What a wonderful day that's going to be. And in that day, there will be peace. Now, Lord, I pray that you would help we that are alive today in the dispensation of the church to be faithful to thee. May we invite men and women to the cross of Calvary. May we show individuals their need of salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to always be faithful here at the Bright Spot Hour, to know nothing among men save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I pray that you'd give us souls for our labor and revival for our joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I'm certain that you enjoyed the beautiful Hammond organ today on the Bright Spot Hour, and that was a wonderful song. And then I also appreciate those of you that spent prayer time with us. And now at the piano, Mrs. Garrett is going to play a newer gospel song I think will prove a blessing to you. And the title of it, All Hail King Jesus.
And thank you so much to the late Mrs. Garrett. What a joy to have on the bright spot hour. Your Bibles are open with me, please, to the Gospel of John, chapter number 10. And I've been pointing out the matter of sanctification, the matter of sanctification. John 10, verse 36, Say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest. Because I said, I am the Son of God. By the grace of God and your listenership, I'll develop these scriptures on the Bright Spot Hour in just a few moments. Here we are now, the final broadcast day of the month of February. February 29, I withdraw the offer that we have been making as of the end of the broadcast today. Tomorrow begins a brand new month of broadcasting, the month of March 2024. The Bright Spot Hour is a work of faith and a labor of love, depending upon the Lord and our many friends to enable the door of radio broadcasting to remain open. And I make that statement every day, not to waste valuable time, not to tax your patience. Uh, the Bright Spot Hour is not uh, an advertisement, not at all. I try to be very conscious of the time that I talk about our materials, but the, the fact is that we are a by-faith broadcast, and I depend entirely upon the free will gifts and offerings of our friends to enable the door of the Bright Spot Hour to remain open. And without your faithful support, there's no way that this door can remain open. My wife and I give thousands of dollars every year into the work of the radio, and I wouldn't have it any other way. But I cannot finance the Bright Spot Hour alone. I need the Lord's help, obviously, and I need for God to bless you to such a degree that you would have wherewith to give. And I can pool that together, and we're able to pay for the 35 radio stations that we currently broadcast on. During the month of February, I've been making available my grandfather's sermon number 51, on the battle of Gog and Magog. The battle of Gog and Magog. I'll be glad to send this sermon to you on a compact disc. You may have yours for a gift of $10 in support of the radio. I'll also make available the book, The Doctrine of the Church, a 286-page book by my late grandfather. Two very important messages in the content of this book by W.D. Harvey and Chester Tolga, Baptist in History and Baptist are not Protestant. I'll send the book to you along with my grandfather's booklet, Blessed Assurance, or How May I Know I Am Saved. Blessed Assurance, or How May I Know I Am Saved. And you can have both books for a gift of $20. Our mailing address, The Bright Spot Hour, Post Office Box, Number four, Greenville, South Carolina, 29602. Our email, Dr. Ben Carper at yahoo.com. Uh, we are on social media at Rumble Getter Odyssey, YouTube, X, and Facebook. Now your Bibles are open to John 10 and verse number 36. John 10, verse 36. Say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest, 
because I said, I am the Son of God. Now, on the program the last several days, I've been dealing with this matter of sanctification and trying to understand the matter of sanctification from the Bible. Now, sometimes we have the idea that sanctification and piety are one and the same. They are not. I have run into some what I consider to be very pious people, but I would not necessarily say that those individuals were sanctified. I've run into people that exuded the attitude of self-righteousness, but self-righteousness is, not, is neither righteousness nor sanctification. Self-righteousness is simply that. And it borders on the area of pride and arrogance. Now, the Lord Jesus made the comment in John 10, 36, Say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemous. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ, in his incarnation, according to this passage, was sanctified. The Father had sanctified him and sent into the world. And, of course, the nation of Israel said that the Lord Jesus Christ cast out devils by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. So they blasphemed the sanctified Son of God. So the area of sanctification carries with it the uh, fact that the Lord Jesus Christ was set apart to do the work that God would have him to do by dying upon the cross and paying the sin debt for you and for me that he was sanctified or set apart for the incarnation for the purpose of dying upon the cross. The matter of sanctification here means to be set apart for a particular work, to be set apart for a particular uh, duty, a particular role. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ was set apart for God. Then as I read in the Old Testament scriptures, especially in the book of Leviticus, but also in the Old Testament scriptures in 2 Chronicles, I find the process of being set apart ceremonially. And then again, I find in the book of Ezekiel, the uh, area of being set apart to magnify and to manifest the holy character of Almighty God. Now, truly... The matter of sanctification does carry with it the matter of holiness, the matter of separation, the matter of sanctification. But also involved in this matter of sanctification is, is more than just mere holiness or mere piety. I think I made the comment yesterday, it might have been the day before, that we have the idea that sanitation is sanctification, that I can sanitize my life, and by sanitizing my life, that therefore makes me sanctified. Well, now, if I could achieve holiness by the works of the flesh, I wouldn't need to be saved by the grace of God because I could become holy in my own ability and in my own power. I could sanitize and so cleanse my life to such a degree that I could become righteous. Well, now, you and I know from the book of Romans especially that righteousness is not by the law and righteousness is not by 
the works of the flesh. I am not righteous because, I, because of what I have given up. And so in the area of sanctification, a man or a woman is not necessarily sanctified because of what they abstain from. Now, I would not, uh, I wouldn't argue the point that a man or a woman whose life is sanctified is going to abstain from things that are in the world. I've never had a drop of alcohol in my body in my life. I've never taken any kind of drugs or dope. I do not use profanity. Uh, I don't take the Lord's name in vain. I'm in the Lord's house every, every Sunday. I'm in church. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night prayer meeting. I'm in church. Uh, obviously, the matter of sanctification would carry with it uh, an area of separation, an area of, uh, I'm, not, I'm not like the world. I have no desire to live like people in this world. I, I have no desire to be on Skid Row, to be with a bunch of drunks or drug addicts. I, there's no desire in me uh, that, that I even want to do something like that. or I don't want to be around those kind of people. I, I just don't want to be around them. I am repulsed by them. I am put off by them. But in the matter of sanctification, and I think this is something that on occasion we miss, notice in John 10, verse number 36 again, Say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest. Because I said, I am the Son of God. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works, that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me, and I in him. The matter of sanctification, as I find it in John 10, verse number 36, is that Jesus Christ did precisely what God the Father had ordained he do. His life was sanctified to do, to accomplish exactly what God had ordained he do. Say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world. The Father hath sanctified and sent into the world. Now there's no doubt in my mind that my late grandfather, Dr. Harold Seitler, you hear his voice on the bright spot hour. He began this broadcast 81 years ago and truly he is and was my beloved grandfather. He wanted to be a medical doctor. But God, in his sovereignty and in his ordained plan, uh, prohibited my grandfather from going to medical school. And at the age of 25 years old, began dealing with my grandfather about the gospel ministry. And my grandfather, rather than becoming a medical doctor, which he wanted to do, became a preacher of the gospel. There's no doubt that my grandfather fulfilled the will of God and the work of God in his life. I think about the late Dr. Oliver B. Green, uh, one of my mentors and heroes. And I appreciate the fact that I believe God sanctified Dr. Green to do precisely what he did. He never pastored a church in his life, but he held those great tent uh, meetings and uh, two and three and four week campaigns in under the great uh, gospel tent. And and I know of uh, no one that that has the ministry that God allowed uh, Dr. Oliver B. Green to have. 
But then I think about the late J. Harold Smith and the unique ministry that God gave Dr. Smith and R.G. Lou, who was a pastor and yet had tremendous influence. Dr. R.G. Lee at the Great Bellevue Baptist Church and the tremendous amount of influence that Dr. R.G. Lee had as a pastor, but then the influence that Dr. J. Hal Smith and Dr. Oliver Green had as evangelists and not pastors. And I could go on and on and on. You and I understand as a born-again believer that our life belongs to the Lord and God over the course of my life has not opened some doors that I had expected Him to open and has opened other doors that I could not conceive that God would have opened. I had, had no idea that God would do for me what He has done in some areas, and then the Lord certainly has not done in other areas what I had thought that He would do, what I had anticipated that He would do. But in the final analysis, you and I understand the matter of sanctification, that God has set you apart in your life, God has set me apart in my life to do a work in the body of Jesus Christ and to fulfill a purpose in the body of Jesus Christ that God has ordained for me to fill. God has not ordained for me to do the work God has ordained for you to do, and God has not ordained for you to do the work that God has ordained for me to do. So to that degree, you and I are sanctified. We are set apart under the work that God has and wills for us. I am I'm totally persuaded that when a good uh, young lady marries a Christian man and they establish a Christian home and in the process of that marriage, children are born and those children are reared by God-fearing and a good and godly mother and they are reared in the nurture of the Lord. Children aren't to be reared by the daycare. They're to be reared by a godly mother. They're not to be reared by the state. They're not to be reared by the public school system. They're to be reared by a godly mother and a God-fearing dad. And that dad fathers those children, and he goes out every day and works his job and makes a livelihood and brings the fruit of his labor home, and the mother guides the home and directs the home and rears those children. Why, I think that at the judgment seat of Christ, that good godly mother's Reward will be as great as Dr. Billy Graham's reward. Uh, she has been sanctified to do precisely what she has done. To be a good and godly wife to a loving husband and to be a faithful and godly mother to the children that God allows her to conceive. Sanctified, sanctified under the work that God has ordained. Now, in the matter of... Uh, moral sanctification, moral defilement. Reading Second Chronicles 29, and said unto them, Hear me, ye Levites, sanctify now yourselves, sanctify the house of the Lord your God, O Lord God of your fathers, and carry forth the filthiness of the holy place. They were to clean the temple out. And then, in the matter of our character, you and I ought to exhibit sanctification, and I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith 
the Lord God. You and I should sanctify the Lord in our conduct and in our lives. Been a great joy to be with you on the Bright Spot Hour. And the Lord willing, we'll be back on the program again on tomorrow. I hope you'll hear the Bright Spot Hour at that time. We trust today's message by Dr. Ben Carper on the Bright Spot Hour has been a blessing to you. Write the Bright Spot Hour at Post Office Box 4, Greenville, South Carolina, 29602. Visit the website at thebrightspothour.com. This is Mark Ferguson saying listen again tomorrow for the Bright Spot Hour. Same time, same station, same gospel.